solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Thursday installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your favorite football team in the Houston Texans every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And as always, I'm your host, Texans Beat Reporter for USA Today, Texans Wire. And before we jump into things, I do want to remind everybody that this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And I'm here alone with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy Hickman. I am super excited to be back and join you, Cody, along with the listeners for Thursday's episode. You know, I'm going to hop right into it for today's show. Of course, you guys may have seen the tweets, may have heard the actual press conference, whatever it may be, Rusty Harden, right? And so Cody and I want to take a, a bit of that press conference, break it down, our feelings, what we think about uh, his stance for Deshaun Watson moving forward. And then we're going to end off today's episode. We're just discussing the last couple of days at training camp, of course, going to touch on Roderick Johnson. What does that mean for Houston? Cody says there is a player among this offensive line that listeners, fans should definitely be looking out for. So I can't wait to dive into that. So we're going to go ahead and get it started off with the first half of the Rusty Harden press conference. You guys buckle up for a very interesting ride. Hi, uh, thank you all for coming. This isn't going to take very long. Uh, I would have preferred not to be doing this because uh, usually FBI investigations are kept confidential. What I want to talk about very briefly today is sort of respond to what I consider so this breathless coverage right now. And I'm not complaining about it again, but I'm just simply saying there's really nothing new that has been happening in this case for four months. In April, the FBI came to us and told us that they were investigating a matter as to whether one of Mr. Busby's clients had committed extortion in the way they were demanding money from Deshaun or what they would do if he didn't pay him. Uh, we talked to him. We were not the ones who contacted them. They contacted us. Uh, we talked to him. We even let him interview Deshaun. And if y'all can find a lawyer would let his client talk to the FBI, if the, if the lawyer thought his client had done anything wrong or had any exposure, uh, then uh, I'll be very, very surprised. So we've kept that confidential. It never occurred to us, no matter how it might have been to our advantage to tell the public, that the FBI was investigating one of Mr. Busby's client's claims and the way they went about it never occurred to us to go public with that. That would interfere with the FBI's investigation, and it wouldn't be appropriate. And by the way, this thing of sexual trafficking that everybody's talking about, that's nothing new. Mr. Busby talked about it in one of his petitions that he filed and made the allegation. So if the FBI is going to investigate whether Mr. Busby, one of Mr. Busby's clients, is trying to extort money and, and committing illegal acts, they're certainly going to want to be able to tell the public later, if there is an outcome of charges or something, that they looked at both sides and that they looked at the allegations of the other side as well as allegations of extortion. Let me just say, listeners, that you guys know we normally try to make this more so of the what we see all the time, Cody, the locked on Texas, not the locked on Watson. Yes, but sir. 
in this situation, right, uh, under these circumstances, there was no possible way that we were not going to be able to discuss this. And Cody and I thought it would be better to hear exactly from Rusty Harden instead of us giving you our own play-by-play before we broke it down, right? And I got to tell you, the first thing that stood out to me, Cody, breathless coverage. That that stood out to me. Rusty Harden, because if if we're being honest, Tony Busby has taken this thing very public, like he mentioned throughout his whole press conference, has made it personal, has used social media, has done a very great job, might I add, of using the media against Washington to make sure that his image is more so destroyed than it was two weeks ago. And to be quite um, honest, I think we all can agree that he's done a very good job in <laughs> diminishing Watson's yeah, no, character in the he, public eye. He has. And and for uh, Rusty Harden to come out and say this has been breathless coverage, you know, honestly, he's absolutely right, simply because there hasn't been any real progress with this case, right? And we know who has been involved right now. Uh, HPD is involved. The FBI is involved uh, because of allegedly human sex trafficking. Um, There's a lot of people in play, but with that being said, there hasn't been any real movement. The, the, the process of gathering information has been the same. We're now August 19th since March. And there has been a lot of he say, she say, hearsay, hear not say, but none of, ha- none of it has been facts from what we know. So I did like that he came out and I'm only speaking about his job of representing Deshaun Watson. Also, on top of that, Harden also mentioned how these types of cases, because one of this magnitude is pretty huge, should be handled privately and not in the public like his camp has been doing. While there's been so much silence, we, we question ourselves. We put the question out in the atmosphere all the time. Why haven't we heard from Deshaun Watson? Why haven't we heard from David Malagetta? Why haven't we heard from Watson's camp? Where's Rusty Harden, this big-time lawyer who's getting paid millions, right? They're still going by the, quote-unquote, code of ethics of handling this information, handling the the, uh, the case, rather, in private in order to get all of the information before they can actually move forward. And lastly, for me, the biggest takeaway was Rusty Harden knows something that Busby is trying to either forget happened or cover the facts. Because in his words, if you continue to play this game in the public eye regarding this case and continue to put false information out there, then Hardest Kent will be forced to respond. And he also criticized Busby because in Hardest eyes, you're really jeopardizing your clients, right? By playing this public game. And the public game only goes so far uh, in this new social media age and whatnot, so on. Uh, but eventually it would have to be played out in the courtroom. But for him to say, if you guys are contacted by the FBI, don't listen to Busby and lie. Basically, you better tell the truth. Because if, if they find out that your words are misconstructed or, uh, I don't know, if you're if you're playing the payoff game and you're forgetting things all of a sudden or recanting statements or whatever the case is, the FBI will find out that is a felony. You will go to jail. And also he put that cherry on top by saying, at least I think it's a cherry on top. Listen, don't forget, we also have some facts over here. We've been trying to play this game 
uh, as much as possible, but you've taken it too far. This has been the first time in about five months that Rusty Harden has went on offense. And I got to tell you, after today's press conference, I'm really interested to see how Tony Busby and his team responds because Rusty Harden left that press conference yesterday looking like Steph Curry in the fourth quarter, man. Uh, and we have a lot more to play off. But, Cody, what was your take from that uh, first clip? He cleared up a lot of information that was already out. I'm not going to say it's false information because, John, listeners, as we all know, the FBI, the Houston Police Department, they are involved in this Watson situation. But the way Tony Busby has been putting information out, unless, uh, and this is my take of it, is it kind of seems like he didn't tell the whole truth on why these people are involved, i.e. the FBI. And John, I think this case took a whole different turn when everybody found out that the FBI was involved. But Tony Busby never gave a true reason to why the FBI was involved. You listen to what Rusty Harden had to say. The main reason why the FBI was involved is because they are investigating whether or not Deshaun Watson was a victim of extortion. Because remember, when Deshaun Watson first, and this is the only time we heard from Watson in his camp, Deshaun Watson took to Twitter and he mentioned that before the first lawsuit was filed, that he was contacted to make a baseless six figure settlement demand. And yeah, I, think, I still think this is about a settlement, honestly. I, of course. No, no. Without a doubt, this is. But I just wanted to bring that up because like you, like me, when we first heard FBI, we like, oh, snap. What in the world Watson is doing now after listening to Rusty Harding? The truth is the only reason why the FBI is involved to investigate extortion for Deshaun, which is not a good look for Tony Busby's camp. I also want to say that Rusty Harden is hell bent on believing that his client is innocent. So we mentioned about a month and a half, maybe two months ago that, you know, Deshaun Watson may not even be arraigned until next season. I'm sorry, next year, which will lead into next season. He may be very well the fourth quarterback on this depth chart for this entire year, with every increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica and XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? Come on, guys, we can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50 or even 100 percent more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG 1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost $353.99 at Advance, a big chain store. But it only cost $216.79 at rockauto.com. Chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do it yourselfers. Rockauto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Do You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection 
reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. If you remember, the whole, the whole tone of these issues changed in March. There was a, first there was a lawsuit uh, by a woman named Ms. Solis. Then there was another lawsuit. And the third lawsuit, for the first time, alleged some type of force and very, very descriptive language as to how mortified she was and how upset she was. The woman's name is Shanae Lawson. Shanae Lawson is not a woman that has made a criminal complaint, but she's certainly sued. And if you, excuse me, if you look at her petition, it is very graphic as to how horrible this experience was and how she was harmed. She is the woman that is being looked at as far as an investigation for federal authorities and how she went about this. But let me just read to you, if you look at that petition, I'm going to read to you text messages that she sent to Sean Watson the very day after the massage that she says so traumatized her and that she's talked to people about. Hey, Sean, just wanted to say thank you for trusting me with your massage today. I'll be here till January the 3rd if you'd like to get another one. And I urge you to go look at that petition and see if that email, or text rather, is consistent with her petition. And then, I don't have a date on it because it's not it. It's going to be after that one, probably the same day, could be the next day. She writes on a text, I hope all is well. I just want to say, I apologize for my actions. That was not me. And if I could take back that moment, I would. I really devalued my integrity and profession. My sessions have never went like that. I feel really horrible as a person. John, you mentioned in the first segment that Rusty Harden looked like Steph Curry in the fourth quarter, but I might have to take it up a notch and just say Rusty looked like Michael Jordan in the fourth quarter because this guy was 100% prepared for this press conference that he held you listen to the audio the snippet that we just played from his press conference that was very damaging to tony busby's camp yeah for harden to come out it's kind of funny i keep saying Harden, in my mind immediately goes to james harden hey you want to keep it in the city of houston he did look like james harden in 2018 mvp MVP 67 wins (laughs) but harden goes into breaking down that text message that alluded to lawson was not under stress and traumatized as she claimed to be in and after that press conference that took place a few months back. Um, and the way he presented it to me was like, okay, the, here's what we have that we're telling you guys. Do we really want to get into the bag of what we actually have that we're not telling you guys? And uh, after, you know, after he laid that out there, his tone to me was, I got more. We have more. Uh, Another thing that I wanted to point out from this press conference that I thought was good on Rusty Harden's case for Deshaun Watson was the fact that he pointed out they're going to work out everything with the NFL. They're going to work with the NFL whenever they have to work with the NFL, even if the NFL doesn't necessarily um, works out in their favor. They're going to work through everything with them. They're going to work through everything also with the HPD, everybody involved, the FBI. So, He's not backing down. He's not saying that, you know, well, we, we 
have to see or anything like that. It sounded like this entire press conference was a big F you to Tony Busby. And uh, and, I, and I mentioned that after mentioning those text messages because, and, and in those text messages, you guys heard what, what he said, of course, what was said in those text messages, I'm sorry. But I think Harden really pushed the line of calling out the, the legitimacy of the uh, accusers. Now that was just one, right? I'm not I'm not saying all 20 plus women and their case with their legitimacy of what actually happened with Deshaun Watson. I'm not saying he called all of those women out, but his tone was to me that, and listeners, you guys can tweet in or you know, whatever the case is, let us know how you feel. But his tone to me was, you know, you have people that are bringing a civil case against my client that are lying because they did not initially get the uh, amount of money that they wanted in a settlement, which is why it was funny that he called them out. Like, hey, when the FBI get involved, tell the truth. We'll see how much that number reduces. That's the tone that I got. He mentioned those text messages between Lawson. You know what I heard from that? Yo, the legitimacy of these messages compared to what she actually said and how she acted during the press conference, they don't line up. When Busby initially had that first big press conference, remember that, where the letter was read and everything, and this is when we were mm-hmm. learning more and more about more women, that letter kind of played in the minds of the reader, listeners, of whoever watched that press conference, kind of played like, wow, if this is real, then how, how, what else is real? How many more women are going to come forward? Harden's reaction was, if this isn't legitimate, how many more other of his clients that are bringing a civil case that has not turned criminal yet, how many of those are actual legitimate? Now, I'm not taking sides whatsoever. Our job is simply to report and discuss, and then we're going to move on because I can't wait to talk about the Houston Texans. But it sounds like, Harden's rebuttal was, you're not legitimate as you claim to be, and you're going to get your clients in a world of trouble. I tell you what, Cody, with all of the speculation surrounding Deshaun Watson at this time, you know, those odds for whether or not he will be the starting quarterback come week one has increased. Check those out. Make you some extra money on betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, and the NFL as well. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code Locked On. Bet Online is your online sportsbook expert. Betting on football doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Best podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Best podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the city of Houston and expanding areas, you know, we go out to Louisiana, we got some in Atlanta. We got listeners everywhere. Let's finally get back to what you came here for. 
Cody, we went down at practice the last couple of days. You know, what's been happening that people need to know about their team? Well, John and listeners, it's not more so things that went on throughout the last couple of days of training camp. But this next topic that we're about to discuss, I think it has something to do more so about things that went on over the past week of training camp. And I say that because... On yesterday, for you guys who don't know, the Houston Texans released offensive lineman Roger Johnson. Now, me personally, I was a little bit caught off guard by that release because I truly do believe that Johnson is an offensive lineman who could have been a tremendous, who could have provided tremendous value for that offensive line for this upcoming season. And I say that because I always go back to the final four or five games of last year where we saw the best version of David Johnson. And part of the reason why we saw the best version of David Johnson was because we saw the best version or close to the best version of that offensive line. And if you guys remember, Max Sharping missed a boatload of the latter half of last season because he was dealing with injuries and he was dealing with the effects of COVID-19. Roger Johnson only played in 245 offensive snaps last year. But he made a tremendous impact on that offensive line. According to Pro Football Focus, he ended the 2020 season with an overall grade of 64.5. And his best attribute came in his run blocking because according to Pro Football Focus, he ended last year with a run blocking grade of 73.9 and he only allowed one sack. Now, here we are sitting here on August 19, 2021, and we're talking about the release of Roger Johnson. Me personally, John and listeners, his release is a testament to two things. One, the competition that the Texans have created. And two, and most importantly, the only reason why we're sitting here talking about Roger Johnson's release is because he did not have an opportunity to practice over the last week or so because he, along with Titus Howard and Laramie Tunsil, was on the COVID-19 reserve list. Now, we know it doesn't matter what happens to Titus Howard and Laramie Tunsil, those two guys have their spot on this roster solidified. The same cannot be said for Roger Johnson. And with him missing a week and the very first preseason game, that opened up the door for other offensive linemen to step in and say, hey, coach, hey, Nick Casario, hey, James Campen, look what I can do. And I say that because on yesterday, I had an opportunity to watch offensive linemen, Danny Isadora, and the Texans have something special with him. He had a great day at camp on yesterday. He showcased the ability to use his hands. And his best attribute as an offensive lineman is his strength. I watched him hold his own against the Texans pass rush. And then I had an opportunity to get a closer look at him winning his one-on-one battles against rookie sensation Roy Lopez. Now, ever since the start of training camp, it doesn't matter if it's John, me, and you, the guys over at 16. Aaron Wilson, John McClain, everyone has been talking about how great Roy Lopez has looked throughout this training camp. But when I tell you Danny Isadora made Roy Lopez look like a straight-up rookie, I am not lying. He won both of his one-on-one battles against Lopez, and then in his final matchup, he laid Lopez down on his backside. And it takes a special individual to do that to Lopez, who his best attribute is his strength and his athleticism. And I also want to mention, when you take a look at Danny Isadora, it doesn't matter where you line him up on the offensive line. He has the same versatility as Roger Johnson. Yeah, to your point, I just think Roger Johnson's uh, release just came because he, he didn't have an opportunity to showcase what he could still do for this team 
on Saturday. Roger Johnson is a player that has spent uh, three seasons with the Houston Texans, played 29 games, made six starts. And Charlie Heck will be, you know, the tackle backup as of right now. And I'm not really too confident in Charlie Heck, but he will get more time in this league and that growth process will continue to, uh, you know, happen for him. At least we hope so. But to be completely honest, Johnson was somebody I wanted to keep around for, because at the very least, I'm going to tell you why, you know, I believe that Titus Howard should definitely start at left guard this year. And Houston hasn't seen Marcus Cannon or Lane Taylor play any lick of football so far is this Jersey. And the NFL hadn't seen, Marcus Cannon played football in over a year. He didn't play all last year. Two years, actually. Two years, right? And so Lane Taylor's also coming back from injury. Roger Johnson, you gave out his PFF numbers. You take those numbers for what they want, for what you want, analytics on the field, whatever the case you may feel about numbers in the sense of what, what it means for football. But he was a decent backup. And he was one of those players that had been with this team for three years and at the very least, I thought he should be able to compete for that right tackle position if we don't get Marcus Cannon. But uh, to your point, Cody, when you're not around, out of sight, out of mind. I'm Johnson Sports Guy Hickman. Cannot wait to end off this week talking about tomorrow's show. Why a lot of guys should be getting a lot of playing time on Saturday, including the first team. Right. This isn't one of those offenses that this isn't one of those teams, rather, that you have the uh, that you should have the pleasantry of kind of sitting your guys because you because you already know what you have in them. We still don't really know. We had a first game, first good game, had a lot to talk about there, which was good, had some good positives, but we don't know. So I can't wait to discuss that on tomorrow's show. But I am Johnson Sports Guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are locked on Texans. Your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.